Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. He was always the bushwhacker at the floor of Bama Lounge. A northern boy just soaking in the dirt shoes of the south. Driven down from Boston, he left five feet of snow. Changed after those white sugar strands to the Gulf of Mexico. Waved his hands in the air, he had his voice froze through the roof. Spread in the message of his undisputed truth. Like an old time revival, his old spirits gave him wings. He said, This is the promised land, it's one of the hardest things in me. If you get that special feeling that goes deep into your bones If you've been moved by power grooves coming out of muscle shows If you have a dream war ego, we gotta roll them tight You've been paralyzed It is just a way of life that y'all have down
It's Monday night and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on This Week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comments. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Here's your weekly radio duo, Rowdy and Mark. It's Monday night, and I'm ready to get rowdy. Just back from Atlanta Motor Speedway, and helping me tonight talk about it is my Chi-Town duel, Jackman Jeff and Chi-Town Mark. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Rowdy. Hey, Rowdy. Got my well, guys. I got my coffee, <laughs> Rowdy. I'm ready to get rowdy, and the light be shining bright. So let's get this rolling tonight. I hear you. What about you, Dad, Jeff? How you doing, Rowdy? Uh, good to be here. Uh, another Monday night. So let's get Rowdy. All right, guys. Man, went to Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, a great weekend. But before we get started, kind of into that, let me tell you what we got going on. We got at uh, 710, we got Adam Mackey with Track Enterprises talking about the Fairground Speedway in Nashville, their event there and all the other six events that they cover with ARCA. And then we've got, uh, at 8 o'clock, Webb Diller with Diller Media going to call in at 8. Uh, Webb was, uh, I'm going to say, he was lucky enough to get to go to Australia and uh, cover dirt racing in Australia, and he's going to tell us about what's been going on with him. Our second time, Adam's been to the, on the show several times, and it's always great to have those guys come back on and tell us what they got going on. Oh, it sure is. Uh, Web, an interesting fellow in, in, uh, on his own, and uh, let alone what he does for a living. And looking forward to hearing about what he has to say. And, and Adam, uh, we're definitely going to hear 2018 events that they're coming up this year and looking forward to Adam being on also. He's a great guest. Glad he's coming back, Rowdy. Well, you know, he's a busy guy, so uh, I mean, he, he, I don't think he took a vacation because we've we seen him at the Snowball Derby. He was busy there. Uh, it, he was at in January in Cordell, Portland, yeah. Georgia with the CRA, ARCA CRA Super Series. And uh, we see him everywhere. Every race we go to, we seem to run into a belt. We rowdy. Hey, guys, we're just fortunate enough to be able to know him, aren't we? And be able to be part of, try to promote and help push their uh, racing agenda a little farther. And I, I enjoy bringing them on. Well, He's a very uh, uh, articulate man who really gets uh, the word out on his uh, his agenda, and uh, they, they've got another great uh, season on tap for them. Uh, Track Enterprise does, and uh, it's always a pleasure working with them. Well, uh, the Fairground Speedway, we got the ARCA, the 66 years of running of the ARCA Racing Series, presented by Menards on uh, April the 7th. 
at the Nashville Fairgrounds. It's actually the Fairgrounds Speedway of Nashville. I'm looking forward to that, guys. I believe that's, what, uh, 30 days away. Uh, I think it's 39 days, Rowdy. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I was on the website earlier, and uh, we've, uh, uh, we've got a few days left to go, but it'll be here before we know it. Can't get here quick enough for me, that's for sure. Well, you know, they say it sure is a long stretch in between races. I said, well, it's just that gap right there and the rest of them. They get really, really tight when they become 11 in a row. Well, I, guys, I think we got Adam Mackey calling in. Let's bring Adam. I'd like to welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Adam Mackey with Track Enterprises. Welcome back, Adam. Hey, good to be here, guys. Well, uh, we were talking about you just before you called in. Uh, you don't ever have a vacation from racing much, do you? No, no. It's uh, you know, it's an enjoyable sport to be involved with, and you try to make it not work more like a, a hobby that you make money with, and uh, um, that's what we try to do and try to enjoy it as much as we can, even though the the grind is really busy from the really start of the season till the end, and then the off season it just kind of never ends because you're rebuilding for next year. Well, Adam, uh, I think Mark got to talk to Bob at Daytona. Uh, y'all got a, a pretty thick lineup with ARCA this year go, and going to Gateway. Isn't that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, first appearance at Gateway in 10 years or so. And um, looking forward to that one, the first time that Track Enterprises has actually uh, raced or promoted an event at a racetrack over a mile in length, uh, Super Speedway. Um, so that's our sixth ARCA race of the season. So we've got a total of six this year, of course, with the two dirt tracks at the Coin and Springfield. Uh, then we've got Nashville and Elko uh, in Minnesota. And we've got Lucas Oil Raceway and then Gateway added to our list. So six ARCA races this year. Well, I'm going to tell you that Gateway, that was Mark and I. Mark's was number one pick to bring see arc at gateway and we went there it was we had a great time it was a great event and uh looking forward to going back especially with y'all in charge yeah it'd be kind of a cool night you know it's on uh a friday evening it's the weekend of the nascar camping world truck series race there which is going to be on saturday june 23rd our race is on friday june 22nd and we have the nascar camping world truck series is going to actually have test sessions that day as well practice sessions on friday night in addition to our arca race so that's pretty cool well uh the trucks when we went there last year it, it we really enjoyed both races it, it's a great place right. to watch a race yeah it'll be interesting for us we're uh looking forward to it it's the first time we've ever done anything in conjunction with the nascar camping world truck series too so There'll be a lot of new things going on and a lot of hype in the town, and there's already a lot of excitement about it. So uh, definitely looking forward to that weekend. And the two dirt races that you put on, Springfield and DeCoin, I've got to go to uh, DeCoin. What a great weekend there. Yeah, a beautiful facility, one of our favorite places, uh, just a beautiful setting. 
for uh, a night of racing on Sunday night of Labor Day weekend, and and then the Monday afternoon for the uh, for the ARCA race. So really, um, really a fun weekend and great racing there as well. And it's much like the uh, Illinois State Fair, just a little more laid back. The Illinois State Fair is such a popular state fair, and there's so many people there, and the hype of the fair is really big, and it's a busy area. Uh, so they're a little different, but yet, if you like one, you probably like the other. Uh, Mark, you're live with Adam Mackey. Hi, Adam. How are you this evening? Thanks for joining us. Uh, great to be here. I'm doing great. Good. You like here, we see you everywhere. We saw you down at the Derby helping out. We've seen you at Speed Fest. So, do you give yourself any kind of match at all? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, you get a little bit in the winter here and there. But, you know, I was at uh, Speed Week, just uh, came back a week ago this past Sunday. was down there for 10 days and nine nights in a row. I was at New Smyrna Speedway and actually announced the action each night on the Fans' Choice TV broadcast. Uh, with Bob Dillner and a few others, and that was a blast. You know, getting to see some of the young kids, up and coming racers that are going to be uh, going to be in the top ranks of NASCAR, I would guess, in the next few seasons. I have to agree. You're doing those broadcasts. Uh, we left after the ARCA race on Saturday and couldn't finish out Speed Weeks uh, like we should have. But a great job with the with the fans and, and uh, the broadcast and speech if you want. Uh, I couldn't have been better if I'd done that. So. Awesome. Really appreciate it. and glad you were able to tune in. It was. I tried to take advantage every little bit I can, Adam. And, uh, I'm looking forward to the season. I was looking forward to the track exercise races, especially, because there seems to be something special about their event. Uh, we were at all of them last year and uh, planning it all from this year. And, uh, there is one race I'm planning on attending that is not an ARCA race, and I've been wanting to go here for years. Is uh, the the Silver State Fairgrounds? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Silver Crown Series at the Indiana Fairgrounds uh, Week of Indy. You know, we've kind of promoted and built up this Week of Indy events. Last year, we had some rain take a couple of them, so that took a lot of our excitement away for it. But Wednesday, May 23rd, it starts at Terre Haute with the uh, sprint cars of USAC for the Holman Classic. And then we go Silver Crown cars the next two nights. On Thursday, May 24th, at the State Fairgrounds in Indianapolis, we've got the Hoosier 100, which is probably one of our top five most popular events uh, that we do during the season. And then the Lucas Oil Raceway for the Carbonite Classic on Friday, May 25th with Silver Crown. So uh, we stay busy that week, no question. And that's in addition to what we do over here at Macon uh, for our dirt track stuff. So we uh, definitely, definitely will be busy that week in May. Is there any chance in the future that our Indiana State Ground, so I think that would be a great setup. Yeah, you know, I think it's been talked about, but there's nothing really on the docket at this point. But I think it has been discussed in the past as a possibility. But, you know, would that take away a little bit of the excitement for the DuCoin and the Springfield ones because that's such a unique thing? You get into the trio of uh, state fairgrounds. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. There are, 
they're definitely cool. We love the, the the two of them that we do, and I think a lot of the fans do as well. I think the the fan turnout for the DuCoin and the Springfield uh, State Fair races for our, are two of their bigger turnouts they have all season, which is great. Clark, you're here with this radio show, and uh, we always appreciate you being on, Adam. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be seeing you in Nashville. Uh, we'll be heading down and uh, looking forward to it. And I'm going to turn you over to Jeff. I just got some questions for you too. Thanks so much for being right, on, Adam. Hey, thank you. Take her away, Jeff. Hi, Adam. Uh, how you doing? And uh, thanks for taking time and being on the show tonight. Hey, no problem. Glad to be here. Now, Track Enterprise, when you guys promote these races, do you actually work for the tracks or do you work for the sanctioning series? Uh, Really, kind of neither, honestly. Uh, Most of the events we put on as far as the Track Enterprise's events that are the ARCA events or um, the USAC events, when we go to the state fair races at the Coiner Springfield or the Hoosier 100, we kind of promote it ourselves you know, where we take over the facility for that night and put on our own races. Um, So it's much like, now we obviously work hand-in-hand with ARCA, hand-in-hand with USAC to make sure everything intertwines well and goes off without a hitch. But but honestly, those are usually our events, so we're not usually working for the track. Um, Now, we do have three tracks ourselves that we run, you know, on a regular basis. That's Macon Speedway in Illinois, Lincoln Speedway in Illinois, and then the Terre Haute Action Track in Indiana. Those three tracks, uh, all of the events we do there are our companies. Now, what is your affiliation with Paducah? Paducah is a a racetrack that's owned uh, by our company owner, Bob Sargent, and owned by Tony Stewart and Ken Trader. Um, It's actually being leased out this year. Um, it was closed for a year. The previous people that uh, ran the racetrack decided not to do it in 2017, um, but there's a, a new promoter in town, and uh, he has previously had a little bit of promoting experience, uh, and he's going to get back into it, and I think they have a big show coming up during the month of March. So, uh, so yep, Paducah's going to be back open in 2018. Now, when you're promoting these races, how much time and does it take to get these races worked out with all the logistics and the people and for the, for the, each event? Well, it's countless hours. I mean, truthfully, uh, you know, our track enterprises schedule, which are the ARCA races and the uh, USAC Overcrown races that we do at a lot of the places, those ones really take the most time and effort because there are facilities that we might only go to once a year and we have a lot of different people you have to work with for just that one or two event uh, deal. Now, like our races at Macon and Lincoln and Terre Haute are a little bit easier because we're used to those places. We do those places every week. So an event like Nashville coming up April 7th takes a lot more time and effort because you're only doing one event there all year long. Now, can you talk about some of this, oh, the series that you actually promote with? The series, we uh, go again with the question, please. Can you talk about the series, the series, all the, some of the series that you promote other than USAC and ARCA? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we talk about ARCA doing six events and the USAC Silver Crown Series where we have five or six events. 
Um, then we have the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars coming to Terre Haute during the month of October this year. So that's a big event returning to Terre Haute in October. Uh, that's going to be on October 13th, a Saturday night. That's actually our last event for our company this year. Um, then we have uh, Lucas Oil Late Models that run at um, that run at Macon Speedway during the month of April, April 28th. Uh, we have um, the World of Outlaw Late Model Cars that we run at Terre Haute this year, and that's coming up uh, Friday night, June 30th or June 29th. We also have uh, the Summer National Late Models we run at each of our facilities: Terre Haute, Lincoln, and Macon. Um, we've got All-Star Sprint Cars we run at Macon and in Lincoln. So we've got Power Eye Midgets, uh, the, the National Midget Tour of Power Eye that we run at Lincoln and Macon a number of times. So we've, we've got a lot of different groups that we work with during the course of the year. Are you working with the IRA series at all or no? The IRA series? Yes. We are not. We don't have any events scheduled for them. Can you kind of talk about what's going to uh, the the schedule for Nashville? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our Nashville schedule. I'm sitting in front of my computer today, working on different flyers and ads and everything for our Nashville event because it's full go time now uh, to get everything out and promoted. Uh, we on Friday, April sixth. Uh, they'll have some trailer parking and an optional super late model practice, and then everything happens on Saturday, April 7th. Uh, we open the pit gates early in the morning at 7.30. Practice begins on Saturday, April 7th at Fairground Speedway Nashville at 12 noon, and that'll be Nashville time. Uh, we've got super late model qualifying at 3, arc qualifying at 4.15, and then we race. We start feature racing at 5.45 that night with the super late model north-south challenge, 100. It's a 100-lap event, and it's got the CRA Super Series, the Southern Super Series, and this year for the first time the Cars Tour super late models are going to join it. So three super late model touring series in the nation working together for one event. And it's a points race for all of them, so it brings a, a great deal of cars. And that starts at 5.45, and then the ARCA race is at 8 o'clock that night. Now, Macon and Lincoln and Terry Holtz, now, is that more like a weekly schedule you guys run all the time, or is it just certain uh, special events? Macon Speedway is still a weekly uh, schedule. We run 25, 26 events a uh, summer on Saturday nights for the most part with a few events on during the weekdays. Uh, that's at Macon. At Lincoln, we're a 12-event schedule. So it's kind of an every-other-week type deal, mostly special events, but we have some regular divisions that run with us as well. And then Terre Haute this year has gone from seven events up to ten events. Uh, so that's the most events on the Terre Haute schedule in recent memory. And uh, and they're all big events there with USAC Sprint Cars, USAC Silver Crown, the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, the World of Outlaw Late Models, and divisions like that. All right, Adam. I, uh, I, you guys do a tremendous job. Uh, like, I, I never been to Macon, but I got down to Macon last year, and it was it was a tremendous show, a great facility. Um, I've never been to Terre Haute, um, and I've never been to Paducah, so I hope to get there this year for a couple of new tracks. So, right. thanks for being on the show, and I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy. All right, perfect. Thank you, Jeff. Well, uh, Adam, man, I, you're a busy guy, and I appreciate you spending time with us tonight. 
And uh, if you would, uh, kind of tell everybody where they can keep up with you. And, and don't you have a, a discount ticket offer right now going on if you go through Track Enterprises? Yeah, absolutely. Go to trackenterprises.com. And right on the right column, it's got all of our event info for Nashville. It's got the times, it's got the date, it's got the flyer, it's got a, a TV commercials on there, and it's got the details of probably everything you're going to need to know about that event and uh, pricing and $5 off per general admission ticket right now for adults if you order pre-sale, if you pre-purchase them. And the link is there. You can order them online this year for the first time, or you can call us in our office and do it the old-fashioned way, and we'll send them out to you. And back to the fairgrounds, it's a beautiful and the state brings you back into the 50 eras. You'll ne they'll never be able to go to another facility that unique. Yes, yeah, no, no question at all. The, the fairgrounds is a great place to have a race. It's definitely a, a lot of history when you walk through the gates and even when you watch a race. And our ARCA races have been really phenomenal there. And our super late model races, you know, we I think we had in upwards of 35 super late models last year, which is a very good turnout for super late models. And this year, I would expect it with the three series together to be in upwards of 40 cars, maybe 40-plus cars, which would be outstanding for a super late model show, one of the best turnouts in the country for any race. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely a can't-miss event when it comes to asphalt racing. Uh Adam, we sure appreciate it, and you're always welcome. If you, when you get that sound bite, you send that thing to, and we'll we'll start it next Monday night. Absolutely, we'll do. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it, guys. All right, folks, we're gonna go on here. Adam always brings a good show with him. He sure does, Rowdy. No matter what track or series he brings in, uh, Track Enterprises gives you the, the biggest buck pick for your buck, boy. That's for sure. Hey, and you know Nashville, that the coin, and when you walk into the coin, that thing really but takes you back into the fifties. It's it is an awesome facility under the stadium, the whole part of the stadium. I was interested, you know, the fact that there has been talk, at least, that a possible ARCA race at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. I think that would be really neat, uh, having the, the triple. They could have the triple dirt uh, all at the fairgrounds like that. Uh, I, I don't know if it would take away from the other two races. I think it would enhance the whole series. Well, uh, he's a busy guy. All it is, uh, and we need more people like Adam Mackey and Bob Sargent uh, to keep racing as uh, entertaining and growing as as we can. Yeah, they put a great show on. They put a great show on. They're there in the middle of it. They know what the people want, what the people like, and to them and. Adam gets to deal with a lot of different personalities and people in the racing industry throughout the year, and I'm sure that rubs off on him. He he really deals with some of the the best there is in the business, Howdy. Uh, Bob Dillner comes to mind. If you're dealing with Bob Dillner, you're doing something right. Yeah. 
the, the sad part is we talk we virtually get to talk more with Adam on the radio than we do when we're live with him because he's busy. <laughs> it's, it's true, Rocky. We don't, you know, we know what their time and effort to put in on a show and events. And we don't want to, you know, it's nice to be able to say hello and chit-chat for 20 or 30 minutes, but that's just not possible. It's usually a quick guy, head your ear, and, you know, he's be off and on the run. Well, I'm looking forward to Nashville, guys. Uh, that one day, that's a, a heck of a show for one day. Oh, it's a great double hunter, Rowdy. Uh, that's we ran into each other the first time. It was a great show, and uh, it continues to be a great show. And there's reasons we keep active Nashville. Well, I went to Atlanta Motor Speedways to the Honors 500. And uh, that turned out pretty good. Had a great time. The weather was perfect till Sunday morning. And I, I left there and it was drizzling, and they had the jet dryers running. And before I got maybe about 70 miles down the road, they uh, might have been a little over 70. They started racing. Well, it gave you something to listen to on the way home on the radio, didn't it, Rowdy? Yep. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about it, you had to, I don't have serious, so you got to jump from station to station. I'm going to tell you. There's no NASCAR on radio no more. Not like it used to be, right? Not down the southeast. You could get a station after station after station and never miss a beat. Uh, things have changed, unfortunately. And, uh, yeah, they, they've lost some TV coverage. They've lost some radio coverage. They've lost some people in the stand. So, uh, uh, if you want to go see some good racing... And you don't want to spend all that money and all the time, come to an ARCA race. You're there for two and a half hours. You're going to see a great race. It's not going to cost you money. And you're going to have a good time. Exactly right, Mark. Uh, you know, it makes for a great day without dragging in. You know, it makes for a great afternoon, family atmosphere. You know, the, the, it's it's not quite as crowded. It isn't quite as expensive. But the racing, I think, is just so much better. Uh, and I think anything comparable that NASCAR may have would be the truck series to the ARCA series. And uh, they even got even closer now with that new engine that they're running in the NASCAR truck series. I I was curious to find out how many trucks run that engine. I think 80% of the field in Atlanta had the new engine rowdy uh, with a few people running the old uh, style uh, engine. Uh, the, the biggest news is a couple of teams said because of the engine package, they're able to double their racing uh, 
amount for the year. So they'll be able to do twice the races that they would have normally not been able to do. Well, that's going to work perfect for the trucks. Yeah, uh, and and the racing was very competitive, and I didn't see and didn't notice a big difference in watching the race on TV. And I don't know if it's going to track Uh Yeah, the, uh, well, a nice pack. It's work for Arca, hadn't it, guys? Yes, it has, Rowdy. Yes, it has. Very well. All right, Mark, I'm going to stop this a minute and go back here to this grill.
All right, man. Can't wait to Talladega, baby. <laughs> well, it's calling our name, Rowdy. You know, we'll be here before we know it. Well, hey, let's give a shout out to our buddies. Uh, they got back to the Netherlands. What a trip they lived on. The Mark and Mark show. And uh, uh, Rudy. Yeah, all of them. And, and you know what? They do this every other year. This is their vacation. Uh, they burn a lot of time and money to get here, and uh, they sure enjoy themselves, don't they? Well, it was great to meet. You know, it's good to meet people from uh, the other side of the world who love racing, too. Very much so, Rowdy. And that's why I think when we talk with Webb a little later on in the show, We'll get to do a little bit more of that. I've, I've got some questions that are kind of non-related to racing that I want to find out, uh, you know, during his travels over there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to having Webb on the show. And I think, according to what I've seen, he lived it rowdy style like I'd want to live it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a lot of us would like to live it, Rowdy. <laughs> What a summer that would make, eh? Hey, eh? are we are, are we too old for that now? I don't. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna say no, not yet. <laughs> All right, I'll agree with you. Well, I had some good two good nights at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Got to hang out with some good friends and. That you can always count on being there. Well, you made some new friends also, and that's not something unusual, Lottie. You make new friends everywhere you go, and uh, we had a few cards passed out and a few conversations had, and uh, gosh knows what will happen and come about. We'll, we'll have surprise guests because of that, I think. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Well, when's your next race? You got a couple down your way coming up. You know what I'd like to go to, guys, and it's kind of out of the something, but it's something I'd like to go see. Is I'd like to go see that uh, those big rigs at Mobile or Montgomery. That's exactly. It's called the Bandits are going to be in, down in Mobile March the tenth. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be an interesting show. Well, let me tell you something, guys. Mobile, you was at Mobile one year, right, Mark? I have been, Rowdy, yes. I, I've been lucky enough to be at Mobile. And you know how those, uh, listen, you know how those cars go off the track. Can you imagine an 18-wheeler going off that entrance ramp? <laughs> Because I've seen a car sell over it. And, and they go sure about. <laughs> it, it could be off of turn three or turn one, either one. Uh, turn one, you go it, farther. Well, it's, the coming, it's coming off of, off of three, where the, and you know, there's an asphalt uh, drive running up there, which is the entrance and exit to the track from the, the max, or well, it, it rolls over between three and four. But anyway, they come sailing over it, and then it drops off at about 55 to 70 feet 
and I've seen a car go flying. I'm sure there's been a lot of them. They, but <laughs> they've got it cleared, and I've seen them ARCA cars go all the way down and just to the edge of the woods. I can imagine those 18 wheelers going around that track. That's gonna, It's got to be fun. A little more momentum behind them. Uh, yeah, they, they those those big rigs can get going. So that's besides the uh, fairgrounds. You know, we're looking forward to that. Uh, I'm like Adam. It, it's here that you got to start building the hype now. And the fairgrounds speedway. It's a great place to take your kids to let them be part of something that's uh, that they're actually trying to take away from from them out there and build a soccer stadium for some stupid reason. Well, there I guess there are soccer lovers too rowdy, but I can't see getting rid of a facility that is used and brings in taxes, tax money, and. Uh, uh, generates a lot of, uh, of joy for a lot of people. Uh, I know that would be maybe the same for the soccer people, but uh, there's already somebody using it and using it well, and maybe they should leave well enough alone. Well, I, I mean, Nashville's a big place. Don't destroy one to bring something else in. No, they've already lost a little of the charm at the fairgrounds with the old roller coaster being removed years ago, and uh, uh, it's it's still you know, the covered grandstands and and the facility at the fairgrounds, and it's just a really neat place, great place to see a race, great place to put on a good race, and uh, generally that's what you see. You see an exciting, good race at Nashville. Well, you know, when they were building those facilities, they were thinking about the patrons uh, being out. I had to be for the shelter. I mean, they don't build them kind of facilities no more. You're out in the sun. No, it's 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 really, uh, for its age, it's actually a fairly comfortable place to watch a race, Rowdy. Uh, like we, a big breezeway. It is. It is. You, Jeff, and I have been, had the experience of watching not only in the grandstands, but in the infield. And uh, uh, that's unique for a lot of people. And uh, I, I can say that both have their uh, uh, good points and both have their bad points. But no matter if you're watching it from the infield or the seats, you're seeing a good race. Well, Don said they wasn't going to do away from the fairgrounds. He's a Tennessee native. So, Don, you think they're going to keep the fairgrounds? That's what that's what they're saying. They're saying that uh they're going they're going they're building a, a soccer stadium, but it's not going to it might be close to the fairgrounds, but they're not going to tear the speedway down. Well, that's hey, I, nothing wrong with that. It's what we said all along, you know, they've Plenty enough room out there for everybody. I guess the biggest uh, thing was the parking issues, and maybe they've been able to work those out. All right, so Don says they're not taking it out. I, I, I like that. 
That's the best you know, thing Dan's told us all year. That's right. You're right. You know, they're what they had in a five year agreement they come and then the next thing you hear again they there was a threat of they could lose it. But it's here to stay. It sounds great. It is, Rowdy. It is. Well, Mark, what's your next? You and or Jeff's next race? Well, I think the week before Nashville, uh, uh, Jeff and I may be able to hit a dirt race uh, in LaSalle, Illinois. It's called the Thaw Brawl. It'll be on a Saturday evening, and they'll run two or three different divisions, and uh, it's our kind of our local dirt track, so we'll head out there and check things out. Get down and dirty again. A little dust in our top. Yeah, we got to go home and take a shower <laughs> after going to the sale. <laughs> but it's worth it. That's a good thing. It is. It is. It means you saw some good racing, hopefully. So, yeah, what's a little late night shower? Never hurt anybody. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's not a light shower. It's a heavy shower. If it's a, it's like that Talladega, that Talladega dirt, boy. It's it. Oh, you need shampoo. <laughs> you just can't rinse it out at Talladega. They thought I was a redhead the next day when I forgot my shampoo. I Mark's, I like Mark's trying this Grecian forty-five on his hair, and it's turned it right. <laughs> 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 no, that uh, that red clay really sticks to you. That's for sure. I, I, I can witness it. Yeah, I can yeah witness were, everybody witnessed that. <laughs> well, same way with me. It, it it did it with me. You had to take two showers to get it off of you. One don't do it. No, no, it doesn't. Then you need one when you get home too. <laughs> so, but that's Let's, that's that's Talladega for you. Let's holler at Todd here just a minute. How you doing, Todd? I'm doing good. Man, I was living high style Saturday. It was oh. great to see two races. That, and, you know, when the Xfinity race, they give you just enough time to go and grab you something and come back, grab your breath, and they were going at it again. Uh, that was some great racing. There's nothing like the sunset at Atlanta Motor Speedway. If you go on my page, I got several of them. It is. They always seem to turn out to be their own unique way. This year was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I'll buffer a little rain on Sunday, but, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. I'm going with Daryl Walter's theory that once they get started, that uh, circle starts out there outer space and, and keeps and holes out the, the rain. Sometimes that they seems call it to the work. vortex or something like yeah. that, don't the, they? The, right. The, the vortex. vortex. And, we've, and we've seen that, Mark. Remember at Slinger? Yeah, the fog lifted. With fog coming in, yep. They'd start to race the fog and lift. They'd stop racing. The fog would settle back down. 
<laughs> but they got the racing in that night. Yeah, that's uh, middle of July. The atmosphere in uh, central Wisconsin can be pretty humid. And then y'all had to drive home in the fog. Yeah, out. we had to drive home in the fog. We just took it. Just took us a little longer. That's all. We run into a pretty bad fog bite headed to uh, Gateway last year, didn't we? And we run into some fog we, somewhere. Yeah, we ran there. into a little fog. Uh, Central Illinois can be pretty humid in the middle of summer too, Rowdy, and they have storms that blow up all the time. And geez, Jeff and I have uh, driven through those more than once. So I'm looking forward to Gateway. Uh, we enjoyed I, Gateway last year, and and I'm looking forward to going back. And Joe, they do a great job, don't they, Mark Jeff? Oh, they do, Rowdy. John- and it's a great, it's a great facility too. It really is. It, it. Uh, I think for Jeff and I, it gives us a little reminiscence of uh, the old Milwaukee Mile, doesn't it, Jeff? Yeah. It does you know being flat, an updated facility, newer. An updated Milwaukee, an updated Milwaukee Mile. And John Beachy puts on a really good. Uh, he takes care of us media guys, that's for sure. Yeah, he does, guys. It, it's, he, they do a great job. John does a great job. They're going to, you know, track enterprises. Uh, I'm sure they've been working with John for quite a while. I'm sure they have too, Rowdy. And, uh, well, I bet they were working on it last year at this time, I think. So we had heard the rumors that they possibly would be back at Gateway and Arco would be and. uh Sure enough, they came to fruitation. Well, I'm not wishing my summer to out, but I'm looking forward to when we get there, guys. Well, we're going to have a lot of logistics to work on this summer, Rowdy, and we got to get you up north for a little bit. Well, I'd like to stay more than just, uh, I don't know, how long do we stay there? Six hours? Well, we were there all day Saturday. We we got out of there Saturday evening. Uh, it just seemed longer because it was such a late night getting there for us from Michigan International. Uh, that was I'm the big thing was the drive that night. I'm telling you, I'm just so glad that they're not competing the Sunday or Saturday after ARCA runs at MIS. That, that, <laughs> you know, that that. You, you miss all the great friends. Listen, y'all hadn't got to see nothing. What I know at Michigan, we've always took off and gone somewhere. Had to go somewhere else. I'm just glad that race has, has been kind of moved, so nothing that I go to is competing against it. No, no, they're uh, they're it's a, it's a week apart, and uh, boy, that's a that's a big run of races for ARCA. I, I, we have Pocono. We have Michigan, we have Gateway, and then we have Chicagoland, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, Pocono is definitely going to be busy. You're going to it is, Todd, it is. Well, Todd, what's the good word about the spring Talladega race? 
The good word is, is I'm coming down for the spring race. Hallelujah, my brother. Hallelujah. We're looking forward to seeing you and getting you to the ARCA race. In the, in, in the show to dedication, I'm doing a uh, 22-hour bus ride. <laughs> there you go, That's dedication, Todd. Uh, just, just to spend time with a bunch of old guys like Rowdy and Jeff and I, that's a that's dedication. Oh, we can't forget Don Don, but he's not old yet. Well, uh, can, can you define old? Because, you know, you're only as old as you feel. It's true. Or you're only as old as he can collect Social Security. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's one way of saying it. We know somebody does. Me. Yeah, we do. We're going to know a couple of people in a few months, though. So, Rowdy already knows my game plan. Um, He can fill you guys in if you like. Um, but I'm doing the countdown. Well, I haven't even begun to work out the logistics for Talladega yet, but we'll be there sometime before the race on Friday, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love Talladega weekend, guys. Yeah, it's a little later this year, isn't it, Rowdy? It's instead of earlier April, it's in, in it's or it's earlier, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little, I think like a week earlier. Okay, yeah, because I had to head out of town for another race to cover last year. I think the fifth. Uh, I think it's May the fifth last year. Okay, now it's in April. Yeah. Okay. I believe it's well, the twenty-seventh, get... ain't it? Uh, I think you're right. It's that weekend. Looking forward to it. Well, Talladega is special, and with Todd coming in, it makes it even more special. Appreciate that, Mark, and uh, thanks to you guys, um, I'm able to enjoy it and be able to spend some time with the people that I get to talk to each week. Well, that's half the fun. That's half the fun, Todd. We eat good, we visit good, and we teach some decent racing. It makes for a really good weekend. And he don't wear uh, his rookie stripe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or get my rookie well, we'll stripe. We'll have to have a ceremony to remove his stripe. I'm telling you, they spanked Todd hard last year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to being on the boulevard a couple of evenings this year. They put on a good show, the Dagadoo Club. Uh, I'm sure we'll have Wally on. We usually have him on the week before. We have him on I'm when sure. he scares all his neighbors that it, they're loading up. <laughs> So, Don says he's bringing a rookie with him. He is. Yep. So, uh, you know, hey, let's get on that. Hashtag that. Bring a rookie with you. (laughs) Well, let's see. I know a couple of people I could probably talk into it. (laughs) (laughs) 
right now. We got Webb calling in here in this few minutes. Todd, you get to watch any of the truck racing? Yeah, I got, I got to watch the uh, Arkin race or the Xfinity race and the truck race. How about our Chase Briscoe? He was uh, on his first Xfinity. He got a uh, 15th. Yep. That truck race was amazing right to the very end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sure was. And, you know, that that's somebody that just kind of, he just raced his way to the top. Brett, wasn't that Brett Moffitt? Yep. Well, listen, guys, I think we got our next guest calling in. Are y'all ready? We're ready, Rowdy. All right, I'd like to welcome Webb Dillon with uh, Dillon Media back from Australia Dirt Racing. Webb, welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Hey, what's up, brother? Thanks for having me again. Hey, Webb, you've been on a journey, my friend, since we last talked. Yeah, lots of things have changed. Uh, I've been a few places uh, new, uh, but yeah, uh, the Australia thing was a was a trip of a lifetime, and uh, I think if anybody could ever muster the the chance to do it, they should do it at least once because it's just one of those experiences that uh, you just won't have at dirt tracks here. It's a little di- it is a little different there. Well, you know, that's I think that we kind of throwed that ar- around. Wouldn't that that be an awesome summer project to go and go to Australia and watch some dirt racing? Yeah, they're they're definitely um, getting better. You know, it's not a new um, happening as far as you know Americans racing down there. You know, the old days with uh, you know Jack Hewitt and Charlie Schwartz, uh, Ray Godsey, and those guys. It's all kind of morphed from then. And uh, for me, I'm, I like history, so for me to be a part of that kind of evolution and get over there and, and to be a part of it is pretty stellar. It's I, I, I one of the coolest things I've done in racing. Well, I, I was telling Mark, I said it looked like it was raw and rowdy to me the way you went, y'all went through it. Uh, yeah, the way I would want to experience it. Well, the the funny thing was is the the day I was supposed to come home was January 24th. And there had been talk all week that they wanted me to stay and go over to the, basically the East coast for the Australian national championship race. And I wasn't going to push the issue. You know, if they wanted me to stay, I wanted them to, you know, you really want me to stay and cover it. And so like three or four hours before my flight, they call, they call and said, don't get on the plane. You're going to Adelaide. I was like, all right. So the wife was, kind of okay with it, but I didn't find out until three days later because she was that mad at me. <laughs> but, the, but yeah, so we, um, they were going to fly me from Perth, which is the uh, southwest Australia, 1,700 miles to Adelaide, but I said, how but how are the race cars getting over? I said, well, we got a, a driver hauling two cars over. And I go, no, 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 I want to ride with him. So then it turned into me helping drive a, a race team across basically three quarters of Australia uh, across the Nullarbor Plain, which is just like their, that's their outback, man. It was pretty, pretty outrageous. But Webb, 
You was driving on the wrong side of the road, dude. Dude, we were, I was also driving on the wrong side of the truck, and it was an 18-speed. <laughs> Try that with your left hand. I, did, I thought that oh. was just the, the photo being reversed like Facebook, some of Facebook's photos are reversed. I, no, I didn't no, realize no. you was actually driving. Well, I did. Yeah, I did a uh, about a hundred mile stretch, um, just because I was I could I wasn't familiar with an eighteen speed. I drove you know ten speeds over the road, you know. But this this had more twists and turns in it than a politician's back at how to do this damn tree. And uh, so I just did about a hundred miles. That was my Mad Max fantasy. Well, you know, uh, Webb, for what you went through. That had to be some kind of great adventure to get you over what what you had had happened to you in the past. Yeah, and not to turn uh, certainly not to turn the embryo into to me, uh, but no, losing the boat in September to hurricane, and then the months following, and I almost did cancel the trip to Australia just for the fact that we you know so much to do here still for us. But my wife and I both agreed that you know the first person that goes over there. Um, they're just going to fall in love with. They'll be the guy. So you know, you need to do. You need. You're the perfect person. You know, you talk to everybody. So we just kind of decided, uh, in light of everything, I had to go. Was, you know, that was an important trip. You know, professional wise. Well, you look like you had a great time, and I, I appreciate you posting it, what you did, and your uh, your video, the video that you posted on YouTube. That that's pretty awesome, also. The donut, you talking about the color. Oh no, the walkabout. Yeah, yeah. They the walkabout. So they, yeah. So basically, what the Australians are um, charging me with, as far as what they want me to do for their event, is to come over here and when I was there, make fun videos so the Americans would see it and get and want to come over because there's more to do than just you know racing. So they're basically trying to turn this into a, a major um, tourism thing. And you know they eventually would like to have guys just plan on sell ship their cars over, and they know all the tricks of the trade to get it to be as cheap as possible, but get their cars sold over there. So they go over with a car and basically just leave it there, sell it while they're there, and they're trying to add more races to the invasion, so they can really do uh you know there's only four races in it right now. If they could do ten races in it, that means they you know somebody can come over there and win sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars for you know a week of racing, you know. Yeah. Mark, you're live with Webb. Thanks, Rowdy. Hi, Webb. Welcome back to the USA. I hope you had a great trip. It sounds like you did. It, it was it was pretty uh, it was pretty silly that dirt track racing took me halfway across the world. I, I will admit that. <laughs> is, is, is the racing similar, or, or are there little differences and nuances that uh, they do there that we don't do here? Um, I'd say that uh, the late models are just exactly the same as far as what we're doing here. I mean, there's no, they, they follow, I think, a UMP uh, rule as far as their late models and their body style. Uh-huh. The stock the stock class, which is probably one of the biggest, really, um, there's these uh, Ford Falcons. They don't, I don't think they sell them here in the United States, but they're – is it Falcons? I think it's a Ford Falcons, a four-door sedan. <clears throat> Those guys are pretty cool. They flip a coin for the first feature – and if it, you know, heads they go the proper way, tails they go backwards. So <laughs> tails they go backwards the first first 25 lap feature, and then they come out and do a second feature, but do it in the opposite direction. Wow! So you could 
either way, one night and two and one night you're going to race the track differently, um, forwards and backwards. You're going to race twice, so which is pretty cool. <laughs> and they don't really do anything to them except put roll cages in them. There's not there's not a whole lot of setups or like I think they put a little more air on in the tires on one direction and and then on the other side the the opposite direction. Um, but the as far as the late miles go, the one thing they do differently is. Uh, I think it's based on just number of cars. Is they'll run two two heats, um, and then they run two more, but invert each heat, and then they they that's have great. some sort of point system there. Yeah, that's that's a little a little bit different. I, I've really never worried myself with how series do those things because all I got to do is be in, I have to be in victory lane when their drivers in victory lane. So that's <laughs> really <laughs> that's really. Those are all stock cars that you were working with, or were you working with the sprint? I know the sprint cars are big over there, also. Yeah, the sprint cars are still around. They're kind of losing ground to the late models. Um, but I did get to take part in a real cool event called Motivation at Perth Motorplex. As soon as I found out that I was staying, I rang them and said, "Hey, I'd love to work your your uh, deal this weekend. I'm gonna stay. I'm staying for another week or so." So they put me to work. Um, and I, it was the burnouts, the Australian burnouts. Have you, have you guys seen those? No. It no. sounds interesting. These guys will put a 1,700-horsepower motor in an El Camino and then basically just to go out in a, in a big thing called the snake pit and burn both back tires off, and it must last longer than a minute or you get disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> And that, and I, I got a chance to ride in one. Um, somebody set it up from the motorplex, so I actually rode inside a rat rod during the burnout competition. And the guy says to me, "Hey, mate, you don't need a fire suit, fire suit, do you?" And I said, "I probably should answer yes to this question, but nah, I'm good." <laughs> and, and the truck is uh, uh, run on methanol, so then I was like, "Hey, isn't this that visible, invisible?" Help me, Ricky Bob, or, you know, help me, Oprah, help me, Tom Cruise, methanol, invisible fire. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see me bounce around, it's not bees. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, nothing happened. I, didn't, you know, I mean, I thought if I was going to go, I go. if you're going to die, if you die in an Australian burnout competition riding shotgun and a rat rod, that's a, that's a good way to go. <laughs> Now, how many different tracks were involved in this web? Yeah, so the USA Invasion starts in Perth at the uh, Perth Motorplex, which comparatively, I tell you, it ranks right up there with with, uh, Wheatland, uh, which is the Lucas Oil track. It ranks up there with Eldora. It ranks up there with um, just any big track we got here, you know, big big and prominent. Okay. Um, Then there was two other tracks, one in uh, Collie, which is a mining town in southern uh, Western Australia, and it's kind of like a oh, it's flatter, about the size of a scriven, but not as no banking. And then the second one was Albany, which was a bull ring, which <laughs> the night we were, which we, yeah, it was it was a, when I got there, it looked like a tater patch, and I didn't think they'd ever get it raceable, but they did. And what turned out to be by many of the Australian drivers, the best race in late model history in Australia was at Albany that night when they had five guys racing for the lead. Paul Stubber was threading a needle between lap cars 
in which I asked him later, how do you know it fit? And he goes, I didn't think it fit when I hit the gas. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then that's the night Herb comes from fifth with like four laps to go, take the lead, you know, and take the victory. And, uh, and they had three drivers that were just right there. So, yeah, the, the racing is only going to get better. And, and with the, um, Influence from the Americans, it's it's uh it's, it really has no ceiling over there. What well, what were the accommodations and food like for you over there? Uh, were they are they that much different? Did the are you a Vegemite fan now? I I don't I don't mind the Vegemite, but I put I put lots of butter and sugar with it, so I get that kind of sweet and like sweet and salty kind of uh, <laughs> uh but no, I was fortunate enough to stay with the. Uh, uh, the president of the late model um, Western Australia, uh, Jay Cardi, I kind of crashed his place, made that kind of home base, and then kind of spent as much time with all the drivers outside the racetrack as possible. Uh, the Boss Bergens and I, they took, they took me to a basketball game. Uh, the Old Fields, which is a strong family name over there in racing, late model sprint cars and, and also sedans. But the Old Fields, we went out, hung out on town one night, had a fabulous time. Uh, A.J. Nyland, one of the, the legends over there, um, went to his place uh, out in the middle of nowhere, honestly the middle of nowhere, and uh, had, had uh, some sort of chicken sandwich and drank rainwater because it didn't even have to collect rainwater to have running water. They don't so, get much rain. No, it's just, it was just unique. The, the Australians are just, a, um, just a good bunch of folks, man. I mean, I'm sure there's you know, jerks like there are here, but... And my experience in racing over there with the late model crowd, they are just uh, very tight-knit. Um, guys were giving guys motors because they blew their motor first night on the uh, USA Invasion, and teams from across the, you know, the country were helping each other to try to stay in the um, in the Invasion races. Well, it's kind of a – that's a once-in-a-lifetime happening, I think, isn't it? Well, um, Do you think you get a right chance now, to go back? Yeah, as it stands right now, I, um, uh, things are we're, um I've got a lot of opportunity down there now, um, especially with the series and and, uh, and some of the drivers and such. So, yeah, I have, I have some opportunity. I'm just going to try to do like I did here, put the the, the racing uh, in front of me and try to um, bolster it. Yeah, you know, I've been at, at, was at Neesmith when I was at Neesmith. I felt like their reputation and, and their um, series was very visible when I was there then throw in all my dirt, dirt on dirt experience um, I just feel like it's if they need somebody I need to be the guy to help them build their own media down there there's guys that are very capable just need somebody to kind of corral it and I mean no, no lie I mean I basically would you know, just take the dirt on dirt formula and, and do it you know I mean it's, it's nothing um, it's just something they want there's a niche there and I, I, I'm going to try to fill it well, what a what a great opportunity! Uh, it sounds you're taking it the bull by the horns, running with it, Web. So, good luck, good luck with getting. Are, are you still back in the keys, or? Yeah, we're in the keys. We're we're close to a, a, a real estate deal fell in our laps, and we're we're real close to finalizing all that. And as soon as we get this right. house remodeled, um, we're going to start looking for a boat because uh, that's really the dream. This, <laughs> The boat's the dream. The, the house and right now is a necessity. So, and and we're we're just entrenched with it right now. So we have to go through with it. And 
it may allow me to have a really big boat one day. <laughs> well, that sounds like a great plan to me, and I wish you the best of luck with it. And uh, one of these days, we're going to catch up with each other at the racetrack. Rowdy's always telling us you're there, and you got to try to find you, and it's not always easy doing that. I don't think you can miss me. I'm the only one that's, I think, six foot five, bushy headed, holding the camera. So you, you'll see me. <laughs> we'll we'll track you down next time, Webb. Don't worry about it. But yeah, good luck with yeah, think, good luck with the good luck you, with the keys and uh, good luck with your boat. I hope you get a nice one. And I'm going to turn you over to Jeff. Right, Take her away, you, Jeff. You're welcome. Hey, Jeff, you there? Yeah. You're live with hey. Webb Dillon. Hey, Webb, how you doing? Uh, thanks for being on the show. No problem, Jeff. Nice, nice talk to you. Hey, uh, the tracks over in Australia, are they, are they similar to the ones in the United States? And how is the dirt compared to ours over here? Yeah, so the, um, the two I mentioned, Kylie and Albany, basically – Think Middle Georgia orange. That's that's exactly what they both are. They were just that typical. Uh, I wouldn't say Swainsboro because that's really, really, really red, but definitely a scrubbing type, um, scrubbing type surface. And then, of course, I'm sorry. The uh, Perth one was um, people compared it to I-55 a little bit, how it's shaped, but and it, it turns into a dry slick. And it gets really slick, and um, the you can really tell who the drivers are once the purse slicks off. Now, the kind of cars that they're using are they are they comparable to what we're using here in the late models and the sprint cars? Uh, the, now, the late models, I can tell you for sure, are, are comparable because some I, I was in one shop and they had they had a Club Twenty Nine car that Dale Lanigan raced. Um, there's Tons of cars down here that Steve Francis sold down here. Jeff Roth just sold a XR1. There's three or four XR1 rockets are down here, uh, or down there, excuse me, racing. So they turned 20 this year. So, so the Sport of Late models literally is still in its infancy as, uh, compared to ours. And what I thought was very cool was I was getting to meet all the guys, every one of them who helped start it, who helped change it from the right-hand drive sedans to the left-hand drive um, late models. So I, I have started a documentary called The Dirt Down Under, and it, it, it kind of tells the story how they changed and what, what it means for Americans to be involved and how how they like when the Americans come over because it, every time they come over, they take another step forward in being competitive. And they were close this year. Paul Stubber should have won, honestly should have won the, um, the Albany race. Um, Paul Stubber... You guys, if you guys get to the Hell Tour, I think he'll be up here for the Hell Tour. He's a 31 car. That dude is an Australian legend. He's raced everything from Daytona cars to the Australian Super V8s. I mean, there's a. I went to a museum that had like eight of his cars in there. So here's this guy. His next challenge in life is to race the late miles. He's been at it like three years. He's he's really good. Now with the cars, are they actually? driving on the opposite side compared to what they're doing in the United States? Well, as far as on the, on the, in traffic, it is definitely is opposite traffic wise, you know, out in the city streets and whatnot. But, uh, no, we, they drive, they, they 
make four left turns on the speedway like we do. They they don't they don't uh, deter from anything that I, I believe it's UMP rules is what they what they go by or what they're modeled after. So they're they've got the same deck heights, the same you know they're not doing that new Ray Cook sloop rule, but they have the same deck heights, same tire uh, you know uh, compounds to choose from. They use the all the same uh, bird cages, the chassis, chassis, all the chassis parts are the same as what we got. I mean, they've really, they've hit their stride, in my opinion, um, this being their 20th year. Now, what about their tires? Do they get tires from the United States, or do they produce their own tires over there? Mm, no, they, the big purple monster's over there, too. Who's your, who's your tires over there? And, and here it costs a roughly, I think, a, a good average cost. The tire here is 160 bucks. Over there, the tires cost two hundred and thirty-five bucks a piece. So the import import kills them, that, and, and and you really almost have to be uh, uh, made of a, a little bit of money. There's big budget teams just like up here, and there's smaller budget teams, but you have to have some money because it's terribly expensive between the shocks and the motors and everything's imported. The Cardis actually build their own chassis. Um, but they don't they don't sell any. I don't think that anybody's bought anything from them. Maybe not in a while, but I know now that most people are getting the American stuff. And I'll be I'll tell you, it's interesting. An interesting point is all these guys over there are just so hungry for the American knowledge, and they want a guy to come over and you know say serve and race for them. But the biggest thing they're they're getting setups from him, and he's sharing notebooks, and uh, that's the thing they crave the most. And but what's funny is that the national title at Murray Bridge in Adelaide is that the Australian national title was won by an Australian chassis, uh, the Dominator chassis. Uh, I, I found it quite ironic that everybody else was chasing the American um, chassis and then the, the, the Aussie one beat them. So that's a, that was an interesting turn of event. Now, you were kind of saying that the, the sprint cars are kind of losing their luster over there. Why, why is that? Yeah, I don't know. I I can't put my finger on it. I know that um, the late model folks, you know, made it quite clear that uh, that they. I I I want to be careful how I say, it, but they they maybe snooty, I guess, and you know, kind of I don't know, kind of like they say, sprint car guys are here, but whatever. Um, I'm certainly not saying it myself. I'm just numerically quoting it, but uh, and they, and I think that the late models are just really taking over the minds of the. Um, of the competitors and also the fans and also the promoters. The promoters now are uh, promoting late model shows, which they've never done. Um, and Perth has a world class studio, probably on par with Eldora, and they can do they can do all kind of advertising and stuff. And they're actually help direct one of the shows. So they have a lot of the tools. They just I, I just just got nobody over there that knows the knows the business, I guess. Now, do they run any other kind of smaller things like the USAC midgets or the sprint or, or wingless cars over there? As a matter of fact, when I was there, uh, what we call a midget, they call a speedway car, and they had the Australian speedway car national championship at the same at the same racetrack, uh, Murray Bridge, which was the bull ring. Um, and I, I got to hang out with. You um, guys are gonna kill me. Gonna kill me on the name. I remember his first name. Ah, uh, and I know who it is. Dave Doshin. How you say it? He's a midget guy from Indiana. Dave I'm not Doosh. familiar. Oh, anyway. So, anyway, they had, there was a professional 
uh, midget driver, and he's I'm 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 ashamed for not knowing more about him, but apparently he's like the AJ Foyt right now of all midget cars. So got to hang out with him, and uh, he was real impressed with what what the Aussies were doing, and I think he actually got in the car the next night. Uh, I don't know if he won, but I think he won. But yeah, they do they do several of those uh, everywhere else. The midgets won't die, I don't think. The midgets look like the healthiest class. So I think when I was at one of the racetracks, there were like 50, 50 of them, maybe. So that's wow. Uh, yeah, and and there's only probably two hundred late models in the country. Um, most every state over there, or, or territory, over there has a club. Um, and it's a growing class. I think Sydney has three racetracks that, that race it, that race the late models. New South Wales has, I think, a speedway. And that's where uh, guys like Ryan Finnick, uh, number 29 car, he's super, super good. And there's a young kid named Cameron Pearson. He was the teammate of Tyler Herb. He's over on the west coast, or excuse me, the east coast. And uh, guys like that, and there's, uh, there's a number of fellas that are just super incredibly marketable, like – you can easily fall like you know you know, here you're a big Scott Bloomquist fan or you're Billy Moyer or whoever you can easily find that in these guys that race over there. Now over there now is there more late models or more sprint cars right now? I'd say it's probably still leaning a little bit towards the sprint cars. I, I'm not quite ready to pronounce them dead, um, whatever. But I think that the late models have a, a tremendous amount of momentum right now. That if, if uh, you create and with me, create helping them create the content for them, and giving them that kind of presence. Now it kind of ups the game for them just a little bit. And and to and to say that they're, you have to think about it. They're 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 2006 probably. What we were in 2006. That was a year before Dirt on Dirt, and it was. It never seemed like we had an organized media um, prior. And then from 2007 on, it's just. I mean, if you if you want to know about dirt track racing, you only you just turn on dirt on dirt you know so if i can get him past 2007 to 2010 12 or 13 with me at the helm of doing things and so be it i i'd love to do it i'd love to be a part of that history down there all right Webb. uh i want to thank thank you for your time and your knowledge and uh thanks for being on the show tonight and i'm going to turn you back over to rowdy nice talking to you brother well I knew you would be a good fit for tonight. You know, you found your niche. We found our niche here with ARCA, covering ARCA series, you know. But in in that, you had an incredible experience that we wanted to share with our listeners. And, uh, you know, actually at the RPI show, I talked to one of the vendors there as he was loading up to leave. And he said that he had signed – his company – did some kind of engine manufacturing, and he said they signed a big deal with some uh, Australian people. So uh, that being said, you know that was the kind of the buzz was the uh, racing in Australia, and then you being part of it, it sounds like they crave what we got going on over here. No, they it's um. It's just a unique – and a, one uh, other cool thing I wanted to share is they have this party at the national title called the Calcutta. And they may do it at different events, but this – the Calcutta, everybody goes, pays 50 bucks to go into a catered um, – not a, a semi – not even semi-formal, just a uh, just kind of get-together. And then they auction off the drivers for money. 
and then the, the money all goes into a, a pot. And if your driver wins, you could actually take home more money than, and more money than the actual driver would win for winning the race. Uh, but it was the, the uniqueness. It wasn't that. I mean, that was a way, a good way to gather and do something fun. But the uniqueness was all the teams were there. Nobody skated on it. Everybody was there. The rivals, you know, because I learned some of the rivals down there. I learned some of the inside stuff, just like you learn here. You know, you don't you don't broad, you don't broadcast the stuff you learn. Um, right. But you use it to, to navigate the crowd when you're around folks. You know, so the, that was unique. That even the rivals were there having fun, um, and it was just something I wish that our sport did better with um, with with the guys in the pits. And you know, I know we got. We all got schedules, and we have, we all have, uh, have to get on the road, get the next race, or get home, or whatever. But man, one of those two night shows that night, that, that one night you're in town, you guys, it's been great to have like a a Calcutta event, or you know, maybe not gambling, but just an event where everybody gets together and you know has has a good time for one night. And, you know, maybe not drink or carry on after you got a race, but you know what I'm saying. Well, you know, Webb, you're exactly right. Uh, when we went to the banquet, it was it was great to be with everybody and kind of socialize. But you're in a formal dinner, and it's kind of hard to re- be relaxed. And when you go to some of these two day shows, uh, the first night have some kind of little something going on, bring everybody together. Hey, and you got to experience that in Australia. Yeah, I I got I've made a, a pact with myself that I can't go to any more galas unless I can wear my flip flops. <laughs> uh, 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 have you had your heels dug in the sand today down there? Well, we did. We did have a. We did have a, a nice little meeting over a place called Cocoa Plum. It was a, a kind of a new beach after the hurricane, so we were checking it out. It was, it was a good spot. I think I put a picture on Facebook. I'm sure uh, you did. And uh, Webb is. I know it takes a while, but things kind of getting back to normal for you. I mean, uh, my normal is a lot different than most people's normal, but yeah, I mean, we're we're uh, we're we're in line to do do what we uh, uh, intend with this place uh, that we're buying, and we're just um, you know we got to be patient. It's all all going to happen overnight, um, but you know, at this point, we feel like the universe kind of owes us, <laughs> so we're just kind of not, not getting really stressed out about things. I, I hear you, friend. Tell us, tell everybody where we can follow you and keep up with your adventures there, Webb. Well, I mean, just basically, you can go on the Facebook page, you know, Webb Dillard, you know, on Facebook. I put most everything there. Um, you can keep up with the uh, Lake Model um, Racing in Western Australia uh, at Lake Model Racing Western Australia dot com. Uh, they have the racing. They have uh, an event next weekend. I actually have some footage I need to get edited and put up. Um, from this past weekend, um, but hopefully in the future we're going to have have all all the races from uh, down there. It's just we're taking baby steps, getting people involved. I understand that, uh, Webb. But Webb, we appreciate you coming and sharing your story, and looking forward to some more. All right, well, you can just give me a shout anytime, bro. All right, my friend, stay safe, and looking forward to the next time we meet up. All right, man, I'll talk at you. All right. All right, fellas. That's Webb. Tell us about his Australian adventure.
And it sounds like a good way to spend it, too. Wow. Being paid to go and watch racing in another country and the racing's almost as good as here. Uh, I'm ready to sign up. (laughs) Especially in the wintertime here and it's warm over there. Yeah. Yeah, is that the way it works? I was wanting to ask him the time difference. Their summer is our winter, and their winter is our summer. Isn't that what uh, one of the mats said from the Netherlands? We got to get up in the middle of the night to call. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hey, set that up, though, I think. Honestly, I could have talked to him during the daytime when I was at Atlanta Motor Speedway because I, <laughs> I was up during his daytime. <laughs> yes, you were, Rowdy. Yes, you were. <laughs> well, it was a great weekend. Uh, you know, I like the two-day racing. I like the trucks and the and the, Xfin- the, the Xfinities. That worked good. The Arca deal on Friday and Saturday. I, I just wonder. I, I like the Fridays on. It gives you more to do on Talladega weekend when Arca races on Friday. It does, Rowdy. It's usually a really good race too. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing Todd and uh, uh, the Morgan Racing at Dega. Well, one thing, Todd. We brought. I brought Todd back in. <clears throat> Todd, I've only one out of the group that's ever been to the night race at Talladega. I love it. <laughs> that, There's nothing that, better. That one year, they had the caution flags, so many caution flags to the end. When uh, the cars come in, TV didn't do it no justice. It looked like daylight, but a regular camera, it was almost dark when the cars come in. Well, well I, can, I can tell you this, you know, when you sit at home and you watch a race, it's definitely nothing like being there. Well, the thing of different, Todd, is uh, you're going to have more pit access than what you had in October. Right, but, you know, I I look at it as I get to spend time with great friends. Um, it gives me a break away from New York, and I get to see some great, amazing racing and some great, amazing people. Well, it won't be long. I'm doing the countdown. Well, uh, Mark. Here, Marty. Tell us something new, man. Push us on here. Well, we've uh, we've got uh, uh, NASCAR in Las Vegas this next weekend. We have uh, the rally coming up later in the month. Uh, 
we have that truck race uh, coming up at Mobile that you're talking about, Rowdy. And boy, I can hardly wait till the end of the month of March when I get to go to my second race of the year at my second track. So it's it's kind of a long time. Uh, we're all, you know, slowly getting the hibernation out of our systems from the winter and getting ready for spring and summer. Well, I'm gonna tell you. That's what and Todd, that's another thing. Everybody's got cabin fever and they're gonna to try to get over it in April at Talladega. Now now should I bring warmer clothes? Uh you never know, Todd. That's a... you never know. You should be you should if you bring what you bought for uh for the fall race, you should be good, Todd. Okay. Yeah, you were yeah. cold in the fall last fall, were you? No, no. Well, it shouldn't yeah, be any we... worse next. It'll it'll be probably be a little warmer than it was last fall. Did it? Yeah, you're right, Mark. Most time it is. It's that Alabama weather, though. I... I passed that slumbering giant coming in last night from Atlanta. <laughs> I'll lit up. I'd like to stop by and holler at Johnny because I'm sure he was working. He works at the gate there. Oh, your grand, your grandson's favorite buddy. Yeah, Johnny's their hero. Johnny is their hero. He's ten feet well, tall. <laughs> and well deserved. Well deserved. Well, Jeff? Yes. What you got on your racing agenda? Well, I don't know. It's just you take one day at a time, you know. I got to so many last year. I don't think I'm going to get to this many this year. So it you just take one day at a time. Who knows? That could be the day of the race, so I know I might be going to the race. So right now, <laughs> I, like Mark said, if anything, it would be uh, LaSalle and, uh, at the, and, and the next month. And then uh, Nashville, for sure, that's, that's definitely the next one. Well, Nashville's coming up quick. Yeah, it is. 39 more days. How many? Is it 39? 39 days. Well, we've been fortunate in Nashville. It's been great weather. They've had bad weather before we got there with the floods, but we've had pretty decent weather. We had a cold night, but that's it. No, I, I, I've had a couple cool nights at Dega, but nothing too terrible, and it warms up quick in the morning, so uh, just stand around the campfire for a bit. That's right. Hey, Todd, tell us about, uh, take this a few minutes and tell everybody about the ARCA Racing, doc, the ARCA Racing Group. 
Well, it's a page where everybody that wants to join can join. Um, we try to keep everybody updated on everything to do with ARCA, whether it's upcoming events or past events or uh, interviews with the ARCA drivers. Um, we're looking forward to seeing the page keep growing the way it has been. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to a great season with it. And I know as soon as we hit 500 members, I'll let the cat out of the bag. As soon as we hit 500 members, we are going to do a giveaway on the page. Well, Todd... I've got some, uh, I mean, we got, when you get ready, i got a couple of things we can give away. How many members do we have now? Three. Uh, well, right. Go ahead, Roddy. No, you go, you, you. I haven't been on there today, but last I knew we were at, I think it was 329. We might have some hats to give away, Rowdy. We do. Todd, do you know, can we get a little, somebody, get something going where if somebody invites the most people on, we'll give them a general tire hat? Yeah, we we can even do that, too. Um, Kind of something to get us up to 500. We just want to have a, a wonderful group and, you know, people can interact with each other and just be able to keep updated on the ARCA Racing Series. And, you know, it, it's it's so far has been wonderful. I can't – I just want to thank each and every member that has joined Well, you know, it, it's it's just going to get better. We, we're just rolling into the first race and uh, headed to Nashville on April the 4th, and I'm looking forward. You know, and it's the beginning of the season, so, you know, we still got a long season to go. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> you're, you're right there, not. I want to thank Michelle for everything she has done. Well, Todd, I appreciate you uh, keeping the ball rolling. So uh, if you're not a member, jump on there. You know, like NASCAR camping and tailgating, let's give Turtle and them a shout-out. If you've never been to a track or you're going camping, if you're going to Vegas this weekend, and you got a question, all you got to do is go to the forum and become a member there, and they can tell you, somebody out of the 6,000, over 6,000 members they got can tell you what's going on. Great group, Rowdy. We're lucky to have them associated with us, and I hope they keep listening, and uh, we'll keep mentioning them. <laughs> 
Well, when we post, you know, the show on there, we get the likes and people's paying attention. And I appreciate uh, Mike and Turtles letting us be part of it. Be the official show of NASCAR Camping and Tailgate. It's a pleasure to be able to do it, Rowdy. I want to thank Adam Mackey for coming on tonight and being part of the Rowdy Maglite Show with Track Enterprises, Web Dealer, with Dealer Media, and uh, his Australian Dirt Show racing he got to go be part of. Todd, appreciate you calling in. Don was in for a little while. Todd, anything you want to say before we get out of here? I just want to thank each and every one of you for everything you do for the sport and for the fans. Well, Todd, we appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you at Talladega. And uh, when you get ready, come up with a scheme to get a few more members. we got some stuff to give away. Okay. Jeff, what about you there? Um, yeah, I just want to send out some uh, thoughts and prayers. We lost some uh, people in the racing uh, world over the weekend uh, from promoters from Caraway Speedway, New Smyrna, uh, ARCA, uh, Midwest Technical uh, people. So just want to send our thoughts and prayers out to their families from the Roddy Maglite Racing Show. Thank you, Jeff. You know, that's part of it. When you got a, when you have an industry, when you work, have a group like ARCA that's 66 years, you 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 have those that you have to do. And, and thanks, Jeff. What about you, Mark? Well, it's another week. Uh, the light's shining bright. We could probably go another hour, but I guess we can't. It's an over and done with for the evening, and uh, good show, Rowdy. Good guests, uh, good conversation as always. I hate to see it end, but until next week, we'll see you. Man, I'm telling you, it it comes so quick and goes so fast, down. Well, that's that's yep. even better, Rowdy, because it's that much quicker till the next race. Well, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, all right, guys. Until next week. I'm going to keep playing. I let the light shine this weekend and get looking forward to taking that light to to Nashville. (laughs) Till Nashville, Rowdy. Until next week, we'll see you, buddy. All right, everybody.
is Birmingham's premier corporate events venue. When your team races together at speeds up to 50 miles per hour in their electric pro carts, they'll leave with a recharged new bond. They guarantee it. For more information on how to book your company event, visit autobondspeed.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.